Did you ever play the over-under game with your friends? You know, think I could eat that slice of pizza in under 30 seconds? I know I did. If you have, then you're going to love Pick 6, the new fantasy game from DraftKings, an official partner of the NBA. Download the new DraftKings Pick 6 app now and use code DKHOOPS for a shot at huge cash prizes. That's code DKHOOPS only on DraftKings Pick 6. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus in most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pick 6 not available in all states, including, but not limited to, Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date list of states, visit dkng.co slash pick6states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com slash promos. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Well, 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 we're back again. So is the NBA, and I got to read this word for word. (laughs) Producer Jabari has it written here. You probably don't want to The Valley of the Sun officially has a new superstar. (laughs) That is beautiful. Just a lot of heavens-based wording. I like it. I like it. Solar. Very solar. Giannis has some thoughts and advice for KD and other stars thinking about uh, linking up to form super teams. Plus, the Knicks are suddenly the second hottest team in the league. We'll discuss that each playoff race with comedian and writer Aaron Edwards on today's episode. I'm Jack O'Brien. And I'm Jabari Davis. And this is Miles Miles and and Jack Jack got got mad mad boosties. Nice. We, I mean, we basically harmonized on that one. That was beautiful. I, I think it was. Aaron, how do you feel about that? No, that was good. <laughs> Professional <laughs> podcasting, right? It's like, it's a beautiful thing. Aaron, thank you so much. Crooked media writer, comedian from Gary, Indiana. Uh, you were a, a fan of someone named Michael Jordan when you were coming up. Uh, tell me about that, uh, that person. Was, I didn't think he was going to start with that one, but yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I thought we were going straight to the second one. Okay, yeah. I'm from Gary, Indiana. It's like 45 minutes from Chicago. So, yeah, like, it's just, it's pretty much Chicago. They call it East Chicago up there. It's just, Mm. uh, it was before Chicago went crazy. But, yeah, like, we grew up out there, and it was just a huge Bulls place. Like, even before we moved here, I had all the championship T-shirts. We had the Bulls t-shirts with the rings, like the ones that wore the three rings. We had the ones with the two rings. Like we had all that. We went to Universal Studios dressed in those shirts. Like we really, we really (laughs) took (laughs) it. 
Did you have the one that was like the, all the uh, caricatures of the players, like the championship team with uh, with the big cartoon heads? Uh, yeah, we had that one. I had the ones with them as babies. Like we had those. Ones. <laughs> <laughs> so, I underrated having players grown grown men drawn as babies, and then you also had the penny fit. Oh yeah, the penny thing was just it was the game changer. Like it was middle of the nineties penny. Like it was a hand-me-down too. Like this dude from our church, her son grew too big and he gave it to me and I wore it like it was brand new. Like it was the freshest thing I ever seen. It was new to you. Yeah. It was just, it was penny. Like it was pretty much the second coming of magic. Like he was cool. He had little penny, like the commercials, like all of it, like everything about penny was just cool. And I was, I wore it as much as I could. My mom would have to be like, no, no, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yesterday you did this like no we're not doing it again like she had to physically like make me not wear it every day there was a moment in the 90s where penny was the most exciting player in the nba like in my opinion he was just like the coolest he had the coolest ad campaign he had like the coolest name he just seemed <laughs> awesome and like i feel like it's kind of faded because his career didn't necessarily like follow the path everybody was hoping for it to but that was a real moment I mean, both his names were cool. Like Penny and Anthony go kind of hard. Like I would oh, I so either hard. one of those. <laughs> if you're playing the what if game, Penny Hardaway, if he doesn't get injured you know, early on, what's his career look like? I think him and Shaq win one. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they lost because Nick Anderson can't make a free throw. Like he just had to make one <laughs> and he missed what, four in a row. Like I think if it was enough what ifs to be able to say that they could have probably won one. That was a better hot take than mine. I was going to say, I bet he would be pretty good if he didn't get it. <laughs> I think that's accurate. So, no, no, no. no. Yeah. Don't sell yourself short. Um, so shall we get on to the celestial-based uh, superstar in the Valley of the Sun? <laughs> of course, referring to Kevin Durant, who is set to have joined the Suns in in-game action last night. So you guys probably know more about how it looks than we do. But, I mean, the Suns are already the four seed. Like they, I, that's Pretty shocking. But Katie's a son. You guys are blowing my mind right now. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> and you are joining us from two weeks ago. So yeah, you, it's a real time warp here, but yeah, I don't know. They're four games back of the King. So they're probably like going to stick in that four spot or worse. These super teams like sometimes take a little while to yeah. get going, get everything gelling and they don't have a while to take really in this case. So it is interesting, but I just, I, I feel very badly for whoever has them in the first round, like whether they're the four seed, five seed, six seed, like it doesn't matter where they land. <laughs> yeah. That's not going to be, nobody's going to be happy about that. Yeah. I think teams usually have a lot more time to figure it out. Like 20 games is really pushing it. I think it's less than 20 actually. <laughs> so it's going to be like 19, 18 games to figure out before the playoffs, like how these dudes play together. But I think just even running the same plays for Kevin Durant that they ran for McHale is just going to work even if Kevin Durant's not even like 100% yet. It's a lot of open shots yeah. people get. And Book doesn't have to get doubled all the time anymore, which is nice. So, right. like, yeah, I think it's going to be a pretty decent plug-and-play thing. But I also think that first-round series is still going to be a warm-up. By the second-round series, I think we should probably know what this team is. Yeah. So you're saying it's already a foregone conclusion that they're going to make it to the second round. Yeah, I really do. Like that was the biggest problem with the Suns last time. It was when book was slow. Where was the, where were those buckets coming from? (laughs) Because when the game got close, it was really hard. I think Chris Paul went 14 for 14 one game, but 
he now he doesn't have to do any of that. It was just really tough sometimes with how Monty staggered minutes in the second unit and scoring. And now we don't have to, we can have Book or KD on the floor at all times. And that's going to be really clutch. Yeah. And it's pretty wild to be saying like it's a foregone conclusion because who they would be playing in the first round. Clippers, I think. Like it, it could be like as of right now, it would be the Clippers, <laughs> who I think a lot of people had making a deep run. Um, the Mavericks are right there. Like that, it feels like it's going to be one of those two teams, probably. Or, or the Warriors, which I guess that, that would be a little less surprising to see them just get kind of swept aside because this has been a, a weird season for them, I guess. But yeah, you use the phrase plug and play. I feel like KD is the most plug and play superstar yeah. that we've seen. Like there's just no question that he's going to fit in wherever he goes. Like just having a guaranteed bucket is always helpful. Yeah, and he even talks about like how much he knows Book. They were in the Olympics together, which I think helps. Like he knows his game a little bit more. And yeah, it's just two dudes that love to hoop. So I think that's kind of like the easy part. Yeah, you can run the offenses and do like the pick and rolls and all that. But sooner or later, like in playoffs, sometimes it just comes down to needing a bucket. And I'd much rather have KD than not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The <laughs> ultimate bucket. So let's get into the mess a little bit. Giannis went on the Daily Show and was basically, he was asked to talk on KD and his response was, you keep joining super teams to win an NBA title. How about we work out together sometime? I thought this was going to go in the direction of him being like, and you come join me so we (laughs) could win a title together. But instead he said, so I can teach you how to carry your own team. That is disrespect. This is something that we've noticed and talked about on this show throughout. Like, like there, there was that, like, it's never been at this level with him talking to another superstar in such a highly public thing. But there was the Serge Ibaka cooking show <laughs> where he said like some of the coldest words to a human <laughs> that I've, he was just with like, a yeah. with a smile <laughs> as always. Cause Like, that's the thing is, like, his general demeanor is so friendly that, like, we assume that he's a friendly person. And then he just says these things that you see people's face, like, their spirit leave their body. (laughs) Yeah, it's like he's kind of using up, like, the good... I mean, first of all, let me clear this up, like, since as a person that has a finger to the pulse of the comedy writing and stuff, somebody who wrote those jokes for him, he probably couldn't have said it, but I know a couple of people that wrote those jokes. He didn't have to say them. <laughs> right. He seemed very happy to say those jokes. So yeah, like I think he's kind of used up a little bit of it, like the good finals run that he had and like all that. But I like it. Like at first he kind of yeah. came off as like this like Encino man. It was like just showing this dude like all this cool stuff. And he's like, Oh Shucks, this is cool. Like a PlayStation. Oreos. Have you guys tried Chick-fil-A? You heard of it? Yeah. <laughs> but I feel like that's part of it, right? Like he didn't he didn't come up in the AAU game. Like he's not like friendly and like in on like these relationships that everybody's been cultivating. And he's also like he just seems to be like really naively just being like, Well, I'm the best player in the world, so why wouldn't I say this to yeah. people i'm better than them and what is he gonna do he's gonna yeah. get mad and like beat me yeah. that's <laughs> i'm i'm better than him so why would it why would i worry about that look i'm a i'm 100 here for mask off Giannis. give me supreme players talking supreme mess 
You know what I mean? Give me every Steph shimmy you can possibly give me. Give me Giannis absolutely crushing souls and then smiling about it <laughs> like after the fact. I'm not one of those guys that wants everyone to be humble simply for my comfort. I like it when folks are braggadocious. So please bring me more of this, Giannis. You did say before, num, 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 feed me more daddy uh, before we started recording, which was a little weird, but I did want to just make sure that you, everybody heard that. What was the thing he said to Grant Williams during the All-Star break? Yeah, like out of no, again, you know what, you know what I'm going to equate him to? You guys are not black Southerners, but I will say if you know of any, it's like when black folks from the South say, bless your heart. They don't really mean that. (laughs) Yeah, they don't yeah. really mean that as a compliment. That means like, oh, look at you. You're special. Like that, that, is, that is so special of you. But yeah, he, he's sitting it with a saying it with a smile and he's sitting there uh, because Grant got in his shot as he was recording and says, hey, get your ugly ass out of the way. Like, <laughs> but saying it with a smile. And, you know, I'm here for it. Like and a Russian accent, apparently. Yeah. Well, hey, nah. you know what? I'm not here for the accents. <laughs> <laughs> i think it's cooler but it comes off wrong that he is learning our customs just because like it's still brand new to him like when i was in high school yes calling your friends ugly was something you did every single day mm-hmm. yeah of course <laughs> it's just like yo what time are you going to biology or when are you studying for this ugly like it was just a thing how you do it <laughs> but yep. just it coming from him it just comes off a little it hits the ear a little wrong i guess and that's right. why people kind of just are like, dang, is Giannis kind of mean? <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> but it's good. Like, he can get away with it. I feel like the match of, like, his personality to these words is the most fun example of this. Like, anybody else, I'd be like, ah, oh, he's trying too hard. Or he's, like, you know, like, going with, he's trying to be a face or whatever. Like, you know, the bad guy. The Like, if Embiid starts doing this, I'd be like, alright, man, tone it down. Like, I don't like True But with man. him, it's just yeah, it's like funny. Yeah. It, yeah. it just seems <laughs> silly and lighthearted. Dame also chimed in on this subject because everyone's like, you stayed in, in Portland. Like, what, what do you have to say about it? And he made his quote about Russell Westbrook mainly, which felt a little mean. <laughs> he was like, you look at Russell Westbrook you leave OKC for Houston. Then James decided he's leaving. Now Russ is traded to DC. Then you get traded from DC to the Lakers. Now you're on your fourth team in four years and your second year on the team. Everybody is talking about how they should trade you. Now you're coming off the bench. This dude is a hall of famer and MVP. It's an example that the grass isn't always greener. That's true. It also feels like Russell Westbrook didn't have any say in any of those trades other than the first one. Right. And OKC was going to start talking about trying to trade him pretty soon if he hadn't asked out because like his game just kind of fell apart in terms of what people were looking for from him and like whether you could build a winning team around him. It felt like people were out on him. And so that's not necessarily Westbrook's fault. It's one of those where I don't think he's intentionally being disrespectful for you know, you know towards Westbrook, but he's absolutely using him as a you know as a case study and and recognizing hey look as much as it might have been nice to hop on a bandwagon that's a bit of conjecture I'm not saying that he said that but it might be nice to ring chase uh, you just never know and you, and you don't have control once you know once that ball starts rolling. Um, but, you know, you, you notice in the quote, he does say he's an MVP. He's done this. He's done that. And that, yeah. I think that's because he's recognizing like, oh, this is probably going to be misconstrued. Yeah. And I don't even really consider him going to the Lakers as ring chasing. Like, he no, wasn't exactly going to like one of the best teams in the league. He just was going home. So I right. really think he was ring chasing. And also part of me thinks like Dane didn't say this to be mean. 
but maybe subconsciously it sort of was because him and Russ have had some battles and they've gotten real yeah. chippy with each other <laughs> and get some like real intense trash talk like regularly like Russ has said that what that I busted you up like 10 times in a row now or something like that like yeah. at, the, at a point when Dame was like on a really big losing streak against them and Russ let him know it <laughs> so I figure maybe this might be one of those times where Dame was letting yeah. him know that the long, he was playing a long game and it's looking rough out here I think this was intended with malice. <laughs> like, I think he was like, I'm going to ether him in the nicest way possible with this quote. He's he's at he's the meme of the guy showing up to his enemy's funeral. Like that's essentially yeah. what he's doing right now. Yeah. All right. <laughs> All right. We do have to talk about Dame though, because as predicted, we said keep an eye on Dame. He's been on one. We read like his point totals for you know the past 10 games in a row. And this past week. He put up 71. It's the season of 71. He matched Donovan Mitchell's 71 and went over the Rockets. I highly recommend. We'll, we'll link off to it in the show notes. Uh, but the just a compilation of every bucket is really fun. Like there, there's just something about Dame when he's locked in that is like supernatural. I've talked about it with Clay before that like he's just he's just kind of flicking it at the rim and knows it's going in. Like he's like, as long as the ball leaves my hand is going in when, when he's locked in and like Dame has something different going, but it's it's no less like just out of body to witness when he's just has it, has it going, you know, what, once he crosses the half court line, you're just like, all right, this is <laughs> like, he he's the threat. Basically, <laughs> these types of games tend to come in bunches with him. Like there was that time towards the end of was it in the bubble? He was like this a little bit, right? Like just completely locked in. Yeah. In 2015, it was when the Lakers were, or when the Warriors were going on that run when Steph got hurt or no, it was right before All-Star break. It was a February game and I was living in Portland then. And so we went to Moda and watched the Portland versus the Warriors and he dropped 51, 52. And it yeah. was just one of the smoothest 52s I've ever seen. Like So smooth. It was just so easy for him. And he wasn't even shooting like this yet. Like he was shooting kind of deep, but he wasn't just confidently just, I got the green light pulling up from deep. It's crazy now. I, I'm interested from both of you guys, who are the guys that you've been most scared of as an opponent? When they get it going, you know, uh, you know, Jack alluded to Clay earlier. You know, obviously, y'all know I'm going to say Bean. Yeah. Uh, Dame for me, honestly, but for right now, I'm not saying he's the best player in the league. I'm not obviously. I'm not saying that. I'm not even saying he's the best at his position, but he's the guy that scares me the most when he gets it going. So when I was seven years old, my dad was an assistant for the Knicks, and they went against Jordan in the playoff, and that was terrifying. Cause like he was dominating, like he would just take the ball away from you on the defensive end. And he was also at the height of his scoring ability. Like it was when he was like putting up, you know, 30 something like high thirties a game. That was crazy. If you guys have heard of him, Michael Jordan, who's a play for yeah. the bulls back then. Um, yeah. Familiar. I yeah. think for me, like other than Luca, after what he did to us last year, like right Oof. now, um, historically, I would probably say, yeah, it would probably be Jordan too. <laughs> but uh, Kyrie, like once, because you already know he can get by you and he's hitting tough layups and he's just hitting you to death. And just once he's hitting threes too, like once that starts falling, then you really got to, you got to respect the three. He's going to hezzy you from three and get to the rim and get fouled. Like all of it, like once Kyrie gets going, it's just really tough to really stop him. Who has the most realistic shot at uh, surpassing 80? 
Mm, that's a good question. Tatum has the will and probably the ability to do it at some point because of how how kind of locked in their offense seems. Luca definitely yeah. seems like he's he's got the ability, but I think it's Dame. I really do. I think it's Yeah, it's yeah. Dame. I think he has the biggest green light. He doesn't have the support and cast to take away from it. And if he locks yeah. in, nobody's going to be like, Dame, give me the ball. Like, <laughs> right. it's gonna like, <laughs> yeah. going to be like, I guess Dame's cooking. Let's just sit back and right. watch this. And I think he just has the most realistic chance to do it. Yeah. And he has the ball in his hands when he's like <laughs> bringing the ball to the court. So it's like, yeah. Tatum is probably my answer for the modern, like most terrifying person to go against is Tatum when he's got it going. Cause, but that has more to do with the psychological baggage of being a Sixers fan and knowing we could have had him and actually traded down to, or traded up to like get away from him. <laughs> it's just, I don't know. Jack, uh, I, I didn't uh, share the tweet with you, but somebody pointed out that you guys could have had, you know, Embiid, Tatum, and who else was, he? who was the other third guy? It was another star. It was like three drafts in a row where they yeah. got Tatum, uh, Mikael Bridges. There's and- another star in there and I can't remember who it is now. Yeah, I can't it's remember. a fun game. It's a fun game of what if. <laughs> All it's right, just I, fun to got, fun to talk about. Got um, cool. Yeah, it's a normal collar. Uh, find a new topic. <laughs> All right, let's take a quick break. We'll come right back. I'm gonna go weep a little bit. <laughs> Did you ever play the over under game with your friends? You know, think I could eat that slice of pizza in under 30 seconds? I know I did. If you have, then you're going to love. Pick six, the new fantasy game from DraftKings, an official partner of the NBA. Here's how to play during the NBA playoffs. Pick between two and six players and choose if they'll have more or less of his stat. Rebounds, points, assists, and more. Download the new DraftKings Pick 6 app now and use code DKHOOPS for a shot at huge cash prizes. That's code DKHOOPS only on DraftKings Pick 6. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus in most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pick 6 not available in all states, including, but not limited to, Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date list of states, visit dkng.co slash pick6states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com slash promos. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back. And joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. 
Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back. And The Athletic pulled 101 former NBA and ABA players about the game's top players today, like who they think is the best player. And they still think LeBron is the best player, which feels like, like some of this feels a little bit like they just pulled people who like know about the NBA. <laughs> and, and I know that's not true, but like I feel like this is the same results as you would get if you pulled my wife and like her friends. <laughs> In some cases, my girlfriend would say LeBron, so that's true. Yeah, like it's just like these are the names everybody's heard of. This is that's not fair. I'm I am mad that Embiid was not in the top seven, but neither was Tatum. So you got LeBron, Jokic, Giannis, KD, Steph, Luca, Kyrie. Kyrie always does really well with players and player polls because what he does is so yeah, he's like part magician. You know, it's just like his shot making ball handling is truly one of the wildest things to behold. But I don't know. All the quotes were kind of boring. I don't know, like <laughs> well, <laughs> I just, well, I'm not a big fan of this article. Uh, let's say. <laughs> it sounds like it. to to that point and actually tying it to, you know, you know we go what you let in with the Jermaine Jones quote. It's predictable. You know, it's it's LeBron James, the body of work and what he's currently doing at this age. It makes him the best you know, like of his time. What mm-hmm. I actually relate that to is not only is you know obviously he played he played alongside him you know he played alongside him he played in the league at the time when he played yeah. but I think older guys and somewhat understandably it's that much more impressive that he's still doing it at this point so I think that might be influencing a bit of the bias there yeah yeah <laughs> and most of them played with him you yeah. know most of these former players played with him or played against him at some point so you know ABA. I think he was around back in the ABA era. <laughs> like just after. Yeah. No, I mean, LeBron's like my favorite player in the league. Like the person I'm rooting for the most, like in the league still to this day. So like, I get it. I'm not, I'm, I'm just salty about the Embiid thing. <laughs> the Jokic quote, a player said Nikola Jokic because he dominates the game on both ends of the floor and Pardon? makes his teammate better. Um, so uh, that, that was from Lee Nalon. Okay. I remember Lee Nalon. Uh, dominates both ends is an interesting quote for Jokic. That seems he to be the he can, like make a half court shot and make. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> dominates that with the outlet pass on that court side of the basket. Yeah. So Look, you know I'm the leader of the Jokic bandwagon for this particular season, and I've already stated I do think he will eventually earn that third in a row. But we don't have to lie, man. Like, and and yes, he's he's significantly better defensively than seemingly a lot of people will give him credit for, but we don't have to lie and say that he dominates, you know, like on both ends. Like, <laughs> come on. Which is why when you asked LeBron and Giannis to like pick their number one starter who they wanted on their all-star team, they were fighting over who could pick Jokic last. <laughs> the last pick. And Beeb was the first pick. They play against these guys now, not in the past tense. Sorry. Uh, all right. I, but I am not biased. So this is, let, let's get into the performances of the week. Obviously, we talked about Dame. That was a lot of fun. 
the Knicks beat Boston, which I'm usually a fan of anyone beating Boston. And New York has now won six straight. They're they're messing up the bracket. They're they're putting me in a mind state where I'm gonna have to be seeing the Sixers play the Heat in the first round, possibly, which is not my my preference. Would be the Knicks. Uh, I'll just I'll just say, and I, that would probably come back to haunt me if it did happen. But I was gonna say, be prepared for all types of oh, this you, this you <laughs> yeah, <laughs> on <yep>. the timeline <laughs> if if yeah. they do happen to lose to the Knicks. But Brunson is. Just really, I don't know. I don't think a lot of people saw them being this good with this team coming in. And Brunson is, you know, he's really <laughs> backed up and earned, you know, his ability to be the best player on a on a competitive team. Yeah, Brunson, um, he did us he did us in last summer, so I knew it. I was kind of glad he was getting his own team. <laughs> I didn't think that Dallas was going to get Kyrie to replace him, but uh, yeah. yeah, Brunson, he's strong. He gets to the basket. He gets fouled like. Dude is a bucket. He he can play. I'm glad he got his own squad too. Yeah, but currently they'd be matched up with the Cavs in a four or five matchup that <laughs> would be really fun. Just a rock fight. I'm imagining at some points, but yeah, I mean there are people who can get buckets on both teams. Like the Lakers Dallas game, I tend to just like inherently root against Dallas, and I do root Same. for the Lakers because of Jabari and Miles. And LeBron, my three best friends. Um, but this was just one of my favorite games of the season. Watching the Lakers come from behind. AD kind of finally putting it together. Like starting to feel like maybe the Lakers have something here. <laughs> AD looked awesome. Like it, it was that game was fun. And Vanderbilt was who like I was most excited about after that game. And then obviously LeBron's foot injury happened. And we don't know, but it, it's kind of throwing some water on all the excitement I was feeling after that game. Yeah, I like Vanderbilt's game. I wanted him to be a son so bad, but we also needed the picks that everybody wanted for KD. So it was either pretty much everybody I wanted in free agency because I thought the KD thing was dead, went somewhere else because we were just playing the slow, quiet game. But yeah, I wanted Mm -hmm. Vanderbilt to really play for us. I wanted Beasley at some point too, but it seems like uh, Utah and Danny Ainge were not messing with us at all when it came to trade talks. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to my guys, Vando and Beasley, you know, my cinnamon <laughs> and sugar mix. Uh, mm-hmm. No, it, it uh, that's a callback of uh, Aaron from last week. We had the oh. incredible Sarah Todd on and um, she was wet blanketing all of my happiness, but no, like Jack, you made a great point. That was such a fantastic game. And, you know, I'll be honest with you, hearing the injury news after the fact definitely, you know, kind of takes the win from your sales. The D-Lo injury on top of that is is another one of those things where it's like, ah, oh man, like just when they finally put some pieces out there that make some sense, you know, this continues to be the case. But you know what? You know, to your original point, I'm I'm going to remain, you know, I'm going to you know, keep the faith with AD. I think he, I think he finds a way to carry. I still think they make the play in. Um, you wow. know, I, I don't care about the this you and, and all of the key key keys that are going to come as a result of them not making it. You got to believe. We believe. That's one thing a Laker fan going to have. It's going to be a lot of belief, whether it's founded or not. <laughs> and, and you know what? Quite frankly, we've been spoiled. That's the reason we've been spoiled, because more often than not, it does work out. Not always, but a lot of times it has. So I have been sitting here and witnessing Aaron Jabari and... Miles's uh, hope for everything to come together with, you know, just 
being like, ah, oh, guys, guys, this team stinks. This team is <laughs> no good. This Dallas game, I was like, this, this is actually something. And I will, I will say, LeBron was a defensive liability in in that game and has oh, been for a lot of the season. Yeah. Like he was, there were some times where the even the commentators were like, "Yo, why did he just like not even move towards the shooter on that one?" So I don't know. We'll we'll have to see what it looks like without him. But I could see them just like you know putting on a run here even without LeBron. And I don't think D'Lo being out hurts that necessarily. I'm I'm not a huge D'Lo believer. Just for perspective, it's more from the playmaking aspect. Without LeBron in there, all of a sudden, it's like, okay, so who's going to make entry passes? Okay, so who's <laughs> going to create? Who's, it, it really is going to be a matter of these guys are going to have to come out and defend like crazy and make threes. And you know what? I'm not going to hold my breath, but I'm going to be hopeful. Yeah. Sixers-Grizz game was a lot of fun. Had me being like, maybe, maybe I can send a text being like, uh-huh. Eastern Conference Finals? Maybe? Because I... I have been a steadfast believer that this team does not get out of the second round uh, just ever, the 76ers. Embiid looked terrible offensively, looked like he, yeah, just real slow start, but then just like defensively kind of dominated and they came back and, and beat the Grizz. But then a couple losses to the Celtics and the Heat, I'm pretty psychologically damaging, I think, for, <laughs> for that team. You're not still on that emotional high from that block. I got to be honest with you. I would. You're you're a better man than me because I would have been texted nonstop. You saw that. You see what's up. <laughs> Jump with me and become. A, no, get that out of here. Yeah, <laughs> for the game. That was very fun. You almost cannot believe what you're seeing. Oh, my God. Wow. This is unbelievable. Look how high both of them are. Yeah, I think people are just excited to see the Grizz lose, especially like that. They're the new us. Like, I remember how how much people hated us last year and just thought, like, we hadn't earned all the trash we were talking. So it's good to see, like, what happened to somebody else. Like, even though I think enjoyed them it's just funny seeing it be somebody else while we just get to kick it and sneak into the playoffs now yeah i think you guys are still you actually (laughs) (laughs) i think the kd i'm i'm now rooting for them because i always root for kd and lebron but like i i think people are gonna be haters oh big time especially if they come out and and they're they're just wrecking shop that people will absolutely hate and chris paul's on the team like it's easy to root for a team with chris paul on it that's why i knew the hate was coming sooner or later it waited a couple months and we were exciting and fun because we had young dudes but the hate is always going to come when you have chris paul and it's earned i hated Mm. him before he got here (laughs) at least you're honest okay at least you're honest (laughs) the clippers have had like two wild games since the Westbrook trade. They've had two like incredible games that are just like all timers and they lost both of them like at the very end. But Kawhi looks incredible. I don't know. I still, I still think like they're a bad matchup for anyone, even the Suns. But so, so they have the second highest scoring game of all time. Uh, Kings versus Clippers, 176, 175. Um, Yeah. 45 for Monk, 44 for Kawhi, 42 for Fox. And Russ debuted with 17 points, 14 assists, five boards, and seven turnovers. So, (laughs) the gift and the curse. (laughs) But who is the team you least want to see in the first round? I think it's Dallas. It's just, there's animosity and Luka and just the whole thing. Like, 
at the end of like we're better even than we were last year. But and like technically we would win, but it's just the lukiness of it all. Like I hate it watching it. Um KD is like, yeah, it's fine having him. I just don't want to play them again. It was just too much. Yeah. KD it won't be go nice. that much longer. It won't go as long as last time. But yeah, I just I don't want to do that again. The real, real answer of a team that I know would just be tougher is New Orleans if Zion comes back because that team was really good and Willie Green knows how to play us. Like he he played like he coached our team and he just knew everything that we were running and Brandon Ingram just was killing us. So I think that would just be probably a lot more fun to watch. I actually think you'd be fine. I for some reason, like just the, the, this was the first Dallas game that I've been super invested in and rooting against them this season. And I felt like they didn't quite have it, but can we go back to game seven of last year? Like what, as a, as a Suns fan, like what is your feeling on that? Was it just like a weird thing where people like sick, not feeling well? Like what, what do you think happened in that game? Like, how are you making sense of that heading into this year's playoff? Um, it was weird because game six, I was like, I don't like how that looked <laughs> because like game six looked bad, like body language wise, like all of it, like the vibe, yeah. none of it looked good. And even the way that they were talking leading up to it, like it sounded like they didn't even believe the stuff they were saying. <laughs> right. And I played basketball with like a bunch of people, like uh, my friend Pat and like Mike and all of them, like they either like write for the Suns or draw for them or like take photos at the games. And I was like, I, like it was just weird vibes. Even when we were hooping, like we were getting ready to go back home. I was like, game seven tonight. Like, no, it was like nobody wanted to even talk about it. <laughs> and wow. it was just like really weird energy. Like even when we were playing basketball in the morning and when it was happening, I wasn't super shocked just because it game six just seemed so weird. It didn't seem like they had it. Yeah. As a fan, you know, when your team is done, like I, I'm going <laughs> to, I'll, I'll give you a quick uh, 2011, the playoffs. Lakers, you know, Lakers are faced, you know, matched up with the Mavericks in in, the, yeah. in round two. After game one, all my boys are like, "Oh, it's all good, it's all good." I, honest to God, I was like, "Yeah, I don't know." After game <laughs> two, same thing. My boys were like, "Oh, it's all good, nah, man. All you gotta do is take care of business." Blah blah. No, it was over. And and honestly, when a certain team and or player, like in in this case, in Luca, when he takes your soul, he takes your soul. So I understand why you don't want to necessarily face them. And you didn't even mention Kyrie in that matchup. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and that was what he did it with Jalen Brunson. I mean, they are worse without fin- Finney Smith killed us. He hit like eight threes in like two games or something like that. Like he went off too, and Spencer Dimwitty was out playing book coming off the bench. Like it was just all of them were just going off and getting open shots. And like a lot of those dudes aren't on the team anymore. That's why I'm not really worried. But yeah, it was just the vibes were just bad that time. This time I just don't want to do it just because of Luca and just the crying and it'll be chippy for no reason. That's why I wouldn't like about it. It would be the no reason chippiness. Like you're going to lose. Why are you being so chippy about this? And that's what I don't want to do. Yeah, that <laughs> makes sense. Um, that's how I feel about the Celtics, the heat. Uh, let's see who else. Uh, <laughs> I wouldn't play the heat either. <laughs> yeah. yeah. J- that's yeah, a tough Jimmy series Butler no matter is... what. And you just, yeah. Jimmy Butler is just, 30% better in the playoffs for no reason that anybody's been able to explain to me. Just <laughs> that much tougher. All right. Let's go with the NBA uh, broadcast call of the week. Chris Boucher's dunk earns a bar uh, from Raptors play-by-play guy, Matt Devlin. Let's play it. Four on one. Four on one. Boucher. 
277. <laughs> Took off in Montreal, landed in Toronto. That is absolutely a bar. <laughs> that that does just sound like a stray Drake lyric, actually. Kind of <laughs> is, actually. Yeah. Are we sure it's not? Geography-wise, I don't know what's closer or further, so <laughs> I'm not smart enough to know like location on the map, stuff like that. So, yeah, it seems far, though. Yeah. <laughs> Drake would have been rapping about doing that at 4 a.m. in the morning and being sad. Uh, Absolutely. Taking off in Montreal, landing in Toronto. Uh, all right. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back, and it's going to be Aaron, the fastest Zoom. segment in podcasting. You Did you just hear Jabari say, Zoom? Because that's the sound that this segment is going to make as it (laughs) rushes by your head. Uh, Bye. Got it. Yeah. (laughs) All right. We'll be right back. Did you ever play the over-under game with your friends? You know, think I could eat that slice of pizza in under 30 seconds? I know I did. If you have, then you're going to love Pick 6, the new fantasy game from DraftKings, an official partner of the NBA. Here's how to play during the NBA playoffs. Pick between two and six players and choose if they'll have more or less of his stat. Rebounds, points, assists, and more. Download the new DraftKings Pick 6 app now and use code DKHOOPS for a shot at huge cash prizes. That's code DKHOOPS only on DraftKings Pick 6. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus in most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pick six not available in all states, including, but not limited to, Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date list of states, visit dkng.co slash pick six states. Void where prohibited. See terms at picksix.draftkings.com slash promos. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back. Uh, all three of us are in our athletic positions. We're ready. Three-point stance. Three-point stance. Slapping the floor like Bobby Hurley. <laughs> <laughs> I always 
think of Antoine Walker slapping the floor because he did that it. once, and then I think got blown by immediately. After well, you know. <laughs> um, just like the floor slap. I feel like the floor slap, like a couple of people did it, got made to look very silly, and then it people were just like, "We're not doing that anymore." It's yeah. still like a fun thing to do, but I mean, Marcus it, Smart's the only one that does it that I believe. Like, yeah, <laughs> Colin Sexton was the last one I saw do it and absolutely get embarrassed. You know, while, while he did. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I think you're right. Folks have yeah. learned. Yeah. All right. So we are going to ask you questions uh you're gonna give us the first answer that comes to mind on these like and you don't even think about it. it's just um have you ever seen a action movie where like a bullet ricochets around and it's just like ping, 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 you yeah. know <laughs> yeah that's kind of the vibe uh we're going for on this uh we do need you to keep the thing moving fast though because we get distracted very easily <laughs> so jabari uh why, why don't you take the first one are you sure I bequeath the first question unto you. Aaron, you're good with that? Yeah, we'll go oh, with that. I guess. All right. You can go back in time and actually change the outcome of a single NBA game from throughout history. Which game are you choosing? Game four, 2021 finals. Oh, game okay. <laughs> I, think I, I think I know why you know, well, that would be the case, but do you care to elaborate? Is that the block? Is that Giannis? Yeah, that was the block. Yeah, yeah. Book dropped 42, got the ball strip from him. We had it, <clears throat> had to go up 3-2. Yep, the whole thing, it hurts. We can go to the next one. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 but but, but Jack, let, let's actually, let's go a little bit deeper on that. Dig in. What do you think now, takes place? Do you think they have KD in this situation if they actually win that game? Yeah. Would they need to have KD Would they need to, to win that game? KD? I think KD doesn't make the game that close. And yeah, I think... Nobody is stuffing Giannis in 2021, but I think if we win that game, that does stop. <laughs> yeah. It also feels very unfair to Giannis that he had to beat KD in the second round and then come back and beat him in the finals. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that man, that was a really fun finals. So I have this persistent nightmare that's basically like a reverse like Mike where I suddenly switch bodies with an NBA player and suddenly I have my skills, but in their body and everyone expects me to play as them. What do you, if you are faced with that situation, what's your reaction? Do you try to play? Do you immediately just get thrown out of the game? What, what's your, what's your move? Fake injury. Fake oh. injury. Yeah. That's <laughs> oh, smart. Non-contact injury. Yeah, you, yeah. you twist your ankle immediately. Just uh can you still jump high? <laughs> yeah, you can still jump high. I mean, okay. you still have their body, but like you, you don't necessarily know how to like, you don't, you, yeah. you, yeah. Like you a baby giraffe kind out of there. Look a yeah, exactly. I think first I test it out because I'm overly yeah. confident anyway. So I'll be like, maybe in this body, my skills transfer better. And then after yeah. I get ripped and like I airball or something that I'm like, I'm hurt. <laughs> <It's done." laughs> yeah. The first question would be, why is he shooting like that for me? Cause I had an ugly, <laughs> ugly jumper. Um, I've always wanted to, be injured in an NBA game and then be carried off by a teammate, but be carried off like a baby, like with your like <laughs> legs around them, like like you're being burped. Uh, because yeah, I, I think I would need to be my size to to pull that off. But they are seven feet, so you know they can make a a six footer look like a little baby. That would specifically be weird because in this scenario, you are Zion. So like yeah, <laughs> exactly. That would be a little bit weird. Yeah. All right, back to you, Jabari. All right, that was good, Aaron. But you know, again, this is a fast segment. We need you to keep us going. Yeah. So, what is your <laughs> boldest postseason 
or even play in prediction for this year. And he only adds play in prediction because he thinks the Lakers are going to play in and he wants Everything to, open is it up to like, oh, you think the Lakers are going to make it all the way to the <laughs> final? That's crazy, man. Couldn't she uh, do this postseason prediction? Um, I think the Warriors are going to get swept. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> so they're going to make it beyond the play in only to get swept in that first round? Yes. All right. That's interesting. I like the Warriors, by the way, too. I just don't think they got it. Oh, you don't have to soften it. You, you know, this, this is a show. This, this, that's the tone of the show. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> just Warriors hot fans takes are gonna just be regardless. Awesome. My bad. Yeah. <laughs> if you could bet on any fan base to make the in arena challenge, like the layup, free throws, three pointer, half court, which fan base are you betting on? And what kind of odds do you need to make it worth your while? I'm betting Oregon. The Portland fan base. Yes. Okay. Okay. I think that they got a secret amount of hoopers up there. Washington, Oregon, like they got real hoopers up there. (laughs) And I think that they take it personally that they don't get the respect they deserve. So I think just to show everybody, you get just a person from Oregon or Washington, I think they'll put on a show. Dang, that's a, that's a first. Usually everybody like picks their hometown or, you know, like the... Well, my boy Andy, he got up for the challenge uh, a couple months ago and he kind of embarrassed me in front of my family, so... Oh, what did he do? That's okay, he's not listening. Um, He probably is going to listen. <laughs> he is a good friend. But you got to make your free throws, bro. <laughs> oh, Andy. Oh, They're wow. free. Andy. They're free for a reason. All right. Last one for me. Aaron, Jalen Rose recently said that men should be spending a minimum of $100 on their haircut, a minimum of that. And, you know, for me, that's a little bit steep. But what's the most that you'll spend on a given, you know, uh, pampering deal? Like just the regular garden variety, like whether it's your haircut, uh, you know, you, you spend that much, you know, spend that much and, and beyond <laughs> on, you know, I don't know, pedicures or whatever. Anything. I think I'll go 150 on hair in general. My hair is braided. So oh, okay. like, I have to like get it braided and get a fade right after. So usually that's about 120. But if I really have to, I'll go 150 to like 160. <laughs> so it's a little bit different. It seemed like Jabari was trying to like get permission for spending a lot of money on a pedicure there. I, you it, know, it sounded like you're like, or you know, a pedicure. It's, it's <laughs> fine. very specific, like, you know, manicure, yeah. pedicure, like whatever. Whatever. Say a pedicure, not me, but like people would say. Pedicure. <laughs> <laughs> I've known people who do that, and it's normal, right? <laughs> Um, what's a good price for a pedicure? That's basically my final. <laughs> what, should, what should I be paying for a pedicure? Is, is she is she really trying to get me over on this price? Like, is she killing me? <laughs> um, That's is Jalen Rose's hair too good to be true? Yes, it's performance enhancing. I oh, I, it is. He got the spray. We don't have to. He got the little squish, squish, squish that he puts on the corner. My barber, he tried to put it on me. I still got on my hair though, so I don't need to do that. But it's going right. back a little. And you can tell that he uses the black little paint stuff. You can see it. Jack, can I actually amend my answer? Yeah. I don't know if you've seen these, but have you seen the the bald dude lace front that you know they get the actual cut with it and it look it looks smooth. <laughs> I'm gonna make my 2023 comeback. I'm go <laughs> I'm gonna spend that hundred bucks on the bald dude lace front. Give me the sheen, give me the you know, give me the little powder, give me all of that. I need yeah. a Jalen Rose in my life. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, it seems, but he still has his hair, right? Like you're yeah. not suggesting that it's all fake. It's just, he has 
a great head of hair and also there is some performance enhancing yeah, i don't know why he goes he does the second thing like you can tell he got a good lineup i think he just does it he right or does it with the black little spray stuff on the side he don't need to do all that yeah okay that, that seems fair to me kind of the only answer i've heard so far that makes sense on <laughs> jalen rose's hair all right last question for you aaron jack or jabari jabari I was gonna I, say I combined you last, guys with name. I, I was gonna say the last day of Black History Month. If you do not, you are absolutely being canceled. We're recording we this good. on the last day of Black History I Month. I technically combined you guys' name, so you'll never know who I chose. Jack. <clears throat> I mean, <clears throat> hmm. See, I don't is. think he did, but yeah, okay. Um, see how it is. He, you know what? I think he he actually did. He did his uh, with Jack Bar. <laughs> so it's like if Jabari and I were a celebrity couple. That's the that's the yeah. name. That's how this goes. So I, I, I'm, I'm still coming in second. I'm still coming okay. in second. Okay. You're the only one that gets to keep your name. Jack doesn't. <laughs> All right. That's yeah. fair. That's fair. This man's a All politician. Right. Well, Aaron, uh, you, you have survived the gauntlet, done it in style. Thank you so much for joining us on Miles and Jack Got Mad Boosties. Where can people find you, follow you, hear you, all that good stuff? Uh, Locked on Suds. Uh, I do it with my boy Brandon Clean every week. Uh, we usually do it either Wednesday or Thursday. We're doing it tomorrow specifically for no reason at all, but KD is uh, making his debut. So we're doing a post-game show. Uh, you can nice. find me on Twitter, saying stupid stuff, at A-Y-R-O-N-E-D, Aaron Ed. Same thing on Instagram. Any comedy show you see me in your town, I post them on Instagram. Do stand-up. Just let me know. There you go. All right. We got a tweet of the week from Josiah, and that concludes Black History Month. 2023 and it's Cody Zeller chase down block on MB. Uh, <laughs> did not appreciate that, but it's uh, <laughs> <that's> amazing. <laughs> Josiah is so good, man. It, it, when just... it comes to honestly a lot of different things, but in particular Twitter, he, yeah, he, that's his. That's his. He was on a shacked in a fool uh, mm-hmm. over the All Star break. That was pretty fun to watch. Yeah, um, with him during the Super Bowl weekend. <laughs> nice. We asked for your boldest postseason or plan predictions. Jabari's always got to add the plan. Uh, and our Boosties listeners of the week were uh, Paul Garaventa, Hawks don't make it in the East, Warriors don't make it in the West. Don't even make it. Oh, go better now. <laughs> At Farron Le tweeted, are we even going to read this? Yes, do you, you please want do. Me to, okay. <laughs> uh, Raptors in the Eastern Conference Finals. All right. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right. Um, sure. Sure, I could see that. We asked for bold. All right. So make sure you give us a follow on Twitter at Mad Boosties. That is going to do it for us this week. We're back next week with more NBA action. Talk to you then. Bye. 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 It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. 
Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.